Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we're on the phone with the coach that's beat the two best teams in the state of Iowa. Uh, hardly anyone's played two games, but uh, you played two games, and you and you you played two extremely tough opponents. We got Scott McCarty of the Winfield Mount Union Wolves. Uh, welcome to the program, Coach. I appreciate you having me on. Well, you you played uh, at least one of the the top games, one of the top two games, maybe the best game uh, uh, or most competitive game uh, uh, with the highest uh, powered teams. Uh, you beat a, 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 a state-ranked uh, Audubon team, and then you followed up with this Moravia team that uh, I don't know if people are paying attention to, them, but they seem like a, a, an extremely solid, talented, and dangerous team. Absolutely. I think uh, I think as this season shakes out, um, you're going to see Moravia in the win column a lot more than, than people thought at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, they – we played pretty tight one last year in the first half. And then we were able to, to extend the lead, you know, and ended up winning by 40 or 50 points last year. And, you know, this year, um, you know, we were able to, uh, we played a really tight first half again. I think it was, you know, a two point, four point game, something like that. Um, and then the second half, you know, it was just as competitive. You know, we came out and we, we were pretty excited, you know, had a really good first drive, uh, but they had the answer, you know, they had a really nice couple ball players and, and things like that. And so, um, you know, I, like I said, I think you'll see Moravia towards the top of their district, if not the district winner uh, for this year for in in their area. Well, I sure want want to play them. Uh, uh, what was the final score in that game? Uh, we ended up winning sixty four to fifty. Sixty four to fifty over 100, 114 points uh, combined in that game. Uh, well, uh, let's go over. Uh, well, let's go over some of your players. I know Cam and uh, uh, Abram Edwards had a, a, a big stats. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, how, how did the game play out? Oops, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did just want to, you know just give us a synopsis of how the game kind of played out and where it's finally did it separate late or what? Uh, not really. I mean, we never really got comfortable, um, you know, until there was less than forty seconds to go and they were out of timeouts, um, you know. But we had Cam had a nice day for us offensively, you know, right around the two hundred twenty yards rushing, um, you know, three or four touchdowns. Abram stepped into a a big rushing night for us. I think he was just shy of a hundred. He had a couple touchdowns as well. Um, Caleb Giese ended up playing some uh, other running back for us late in the game. And he did a really nice job for us. And even in our quarterback, Cole Milks, um, you know, I think he had 13 carries for over 30 yards, which, you know, isn't a huge stat line, um, but he had a big 16 yard touchdown run for us late in the game that helped seal it. So, um, you know, and then Eli Miller, you know, as I've talked before, he's kind of a smaller guy. Um, you know, but he plays, you know, he plays much bigger than the numbers on the, the height weight chart. So, um, you know, he does a great job for us blocking and leading the way for those guys and and uh, carrying the ball when we need it. Um, you know, we only threw five passes. Um, we completed two of them. One was a 30 yarder that uh, Caleb Giese, uh, it looked like it was going to be picked. I think the opponent had it in his hands in the air and Caleb Giese uh, took it right out of him. I think the guys on NFL countdown, they call it, you got mossed and, you know, it's pretty much that that kind of highlight for us. And then uh, we threw a screen pass to Cam um, and we got the ball in his hands and we let him do the magic. So, 
Um, you know, we were only two for five in the in the pass game, but uh, you know, it turns out we were able to run the ball, you know, to the tune of about 400 yards again. So, um, you know, we're very pleased with how our kids uh, executed on the offensive side of the ball. Well, Scott, I went to the eight man showcase in Martinsdale, and uh, we 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 were impressed with this Miller kid that you have. Scott says he's a crafty runner. Yeah, he is. You know, he's he's a small guy, uh, but he understands leverage really well. Um, you know, we put him in some positions to lead block against bigger guys, and even play tight end against some bigger guys. Um, you know, but he really understands leverage. He understands how to use his his uh, his speed and and things like that in order to um, you know complete the block. So we're always pretty pleased with how he turns out and and how he competes. And yeah, that's one other thing. He's just a heck of a competitor. Um, you know, and, and you never, he's like a hunting dog, you know, he'll just go and go and go until he can't go anymore. So, um, you know, we're really pleased. He's kind of one of those, uh, like unsung heroes, you know, he's a glue guy for us and we can't sing his praises enough. Yeah. He did a great job for you in Audubon, just, uh, getting little, little yards here and there. Yeah. He, he breaks up the middle. He, he, he changes direction really well. Uh, uh, holds on the ball pretty tight. Uh, uh, yeah, he, you got a lot of weapons, uh, you know, any, uh, I, I like to say if you had a, a, a player like a Shula Simeon Reichenbach or a Cam Buffington that could make an average coach look like a genius, but you've got several weapons. And I think the, those other weapons will probably make Cam even better and uh, uh, really uh, keep you guys in the win column a lot by spreading the ball around like you're doing. You seem like you are spreading the ball quite a bit this year. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that, like you said, you know, having having good players make every coach look smart, right? You go to coaching clinics, they don't ever have the guy that goes one and eight talking, even though he might have coached his tail off. You know, he might have only had, he might have had 0 and 9 talent. But, um, you know, those guys, um, they're just such a great team, and they're such so complimentary. You know, Cam has the speed and the power. You know, he's a, he's a very aggressive runner, um, you know, and Abram's a long-rangey guy who, you know, surprisingly fast. He doesn't look like it. Um, you know, but he can cover a lot of ground real quick, uh, you know, and then, like you said, we have Eli Miller, um, you know, a smaller guy, you have Caleb Giese, you know, who's right around 200 pounds, a solid guy, you know, Cole Milks is a pretty fast kid, you know, we've, we've got a lot of weapons, um, and that's up to me to make sure that we don't overuse one or, you know, become tendency based and those kind of things. And, you know, the kids just when they, whoever's turn it is, um, whoever's number gets called, you know, they rise to the occasion. So we're pretty happy with the way that they execute. Abram Edwards is the most, I don't know, casual runner, calm runner. Uh, most guys look like a Cam Buffkin. You give him the ball and he just takes off with it. But Cam, yeah. I mean, but uh, Abrams, he starts, he stops, he starts. He, you know what I mean? He yeah, he, uh, he, yeah. he, he looks so for, for you know, uh, he, and he's so calm about it. You know, uh, yeah. most people want to lose their momentum. That's it. Yeah, I, I grew up a Vikings fan, right? So, uh, you know, I can liken – uh, you know, Cam Edwards is his, or Cam Edwards, excuse me, Cam Buffington, uh, his running style is more like an Adrian Peterson, right? He runs with bad attitude. Um, you know, he's kind of built similar, you know, it's kind of a tall, you know, solid guy, just runs with bad intentions. Um, you know, and then it can, you know, in the Vikings, uh, Robert Smith and, and Abram Edwards, I don't know if you guys remember Robert Smith, he played for Ohio State, but, you know, he's just kind of a, a, a long strider. Um, you know, he's real hard to tackle because he, he's gotten a he figure. He's figured out the stiff arm. Um, you know, he's figured out how to get his hips out of reach. Um, you know, and he's he's also not afraid to put the shoulder down and finish a run. You know, so um, those of you that aren't Vikings fans, I apologize for the metaphors. But uh, those those are how I, I liken those two guys. You know, Cam, uh, he did something. Uh, one of the things that I saw him do uh, in Martinsdale that really impressed me was how uh, darn well he blocks, you know, 
Uh, when he doesn't have the ball, you know, you, you fake giving him the ball and, and he draws the attention and then you give it to somebody else. And then Cam's out there uh, putting some serious blocks down, isn't he? Yeah, he takes a lot of pride in that. Um, you know, we run that play where he'll lead block for Abram and, uh, you know, he takes a lot of pride. And, you know, if we have a timeout called and we need short yardage or something, he'll say, hey, run it behind me, right? Well, I'll make sure we get it. You know, and, and what a fantastic tool to have, um, you know, and the other kids to understand that he's putting somebody else first. You know, he's he understands that all eyes are going to be on him, but let him do the dirty work and get somebody else, you know, going on that, you know. And so, um, you know, we, we can talk, you know, attributes about Cam Buffington, the player all, all day. Right. But what what's, I think stands him apart from from most players is the stuff that he does as a teammate. Um, you know, and, and we can, and that's a whole different story, but you know, it's that kind of selflessness, um, that we have on our team. You know, nobody really cares who gets the carries, who gets the touchdowns. Um, the only thing they really care about is they care about is if we got more points at the end, you know, so we got great team, team chemistry like that. He seems totally selfless and willing to do anything to win. It doesn't matter what you ask him to do. And a lot of guys, you know, in Cam Buffington's situation would want the ball all the time, you know, but he doesn't seem to, he's, he's just seems just as happy or, or maybe he just has that much confidence in the other guys that you're giving the ball to. Yeah. I think, I think part of it is, is confidence in his um, teammates and one of them and uh, um, you know, confidence in his teammates, confidence in the play call and the scheme. You know, he's, he's one of those guys when we had him playing quarterback, it just changed his mindset so much um, that it, he, he wasn't himself. And now that we got him running downhill and, and making, you know, those kind of decisions, um, you know, he's, he's all about it. He, you know, he's a physical guy and I don't think he, it matters much to him if he's tackling, blocking or running the ball, as long as he gets some contact. Well, let, let, let's talk about uh, Moravia's team They They have a big, strong arm quarterback and a receiving core that can really go out and get the ball as well That's as a good running game. Uh, th- let's just talk about their offense at first. Uh, uh, yep. Who do they so got they're, and, and they're uh, what did they do uh, to put 50 points on the board? Yeah, they're led by uh, Shane Helmick, their quarterback. He's about 6'1", 195. He's a nice-sized kid, big arm, like you said. Um, you know, there's not a throw he doesn't think he could make, whether he's rolling right and chucking it down the sideline. He'll throw it deep over the middle, you know, every coach's worst nightmare. But, you know, he's got such an arm that that play is is looking like it could happen. Um, you know, he's he's just, at, you know, fast enough and athletic enough where scrambling becomes a, a real uh, hassle, you know, with him that you really have to pay attention to it. You know, he's not just one of those guys that wants to stand in the pocket. Um, you know, he, he'll make plays with his legs. Um, you know, and it, when you have a quarterback like that who can chuck it deep, you got to have a guy that can catch it. And they got um, this number 18, Riley Hawkins. He's about 6'3", 360 pounds, and kid can flat out run. He runs really good routes. He's got great hands. I mean, he's their deep threat. He can stretch the field. Um, even if you know it's coming, it's still really hard to defend. And then, uh, you know, a slot back receiver in number 30, uh, I don't remember his name, but, you know, he's just a, he's, he's a very he's short in stature guy. You know, he's stuck in maybe five, 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 six, uh, but he's very, very quick. He's very tough. Um, you know, so they got three weapons that are real, real nice that are going to put a lot of pressure on the defense as they go through the season. Yeah. Uh, uh, your, your team has, uh, you know, the schedule has provided you uh, uh, a couple good tune-ups for the season, uh, 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 you feel like you're benefiting from playing this level of competition? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think you get more out of games like this being tested, you know, going 64, 50, you know, giving up, seeing how your kids react to adversity, right? A couple guys get dinged up. You know, we had some guys step in and, and play that hadn't, uh, you know, really seen the field or played in those positions. And, 
um, you know, when you, you, you're able to build that depth in those kind of, uh, you know, situations, it really helps when you hit district play. Um, you know, our, our first half of the season, or, you know, first four or five games are just absolutely brutal uh, by playing real high-quality opponents. So, um, you know, we we scheduled it. You know, we, we, we were able to schedule these two games um, on our own. Otherwise, the state takes care of the rest. But, you know, we were able to schedule these two games because, you know, like, and I've, I've told you this before, if you want to be a top-tier team, you got to beat top-tier talent, you know, and, and that's what we were hoping to do. And, and so far, we've been able to do that. Well, your team is, is really coming along, and you've got to be pretty happy with two sixty-point wins uh, or two sixty-point outputs in in two games. Well, let's let's uh, before we, we get on to talking about this next game, let's let, let's flip the ball over. Uh, your defense, uh, who who did you feel was uh, really playing well uh, on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, on our defensive side, like I said, you know they were a pretty tough matchup for us. <clears throat> Excuse me. And our defensive backs had their hands full. Um, you know, Eli Miller, once again, he did a really nice job for us. He was on their number two receiver, and the kid was almost a non-factor the entire game. Um, you know, but we, due to some personnel things, we had Caleb Giese had to switch to a, a linebacker mode. And, and uh, you know, he, he hasn't played linebacker or defensive back since last season. We moved to defensive line. That's all he's been doing for six weeks. Um, but you know what? He stepped up. He made some plays. He pretty much effectively shut down. Uh, number 30 late in the game, um, you know, so very pleased with the way Caleb adapted and played, you know, he tackled well, he ran well, um, just really nice job uh, for us. You know, Cooper Buffington, he, he's just become a real stalwart, you know, he, his stat line might not be huge, um, but he's just doing the right thing. You know, he's in the right spot. He's causing, if he doesn't make the tackle, you know, he's, he's letting somebody else get it because of where he's at. Um, Abram Edwards and Isaac Wilson had big nights for us on the defensive line. I think they each had a couple sacks, um, you know, just very aggressive up there doing what, you know, drawn holding penalties because of their quickness and their hands and, and everything, you know, so real pleased with those guys. And, and it takes a team effort. You know, we knew they were going to get some big plays. That's how they, they work, right? They're not a nine, 10 play drive kind of team. Well, Scott Nolan had uh, Cooper Buffington as the, as the defensive player of the game up there uh, against Audubon. Yeah, I you know he plays really well. Um, you know he's he, he's a he's a football guy. You know he just he's once again he's been around. You know he, he and Cam are cousins that you know the all the uncles and stuff have played and or coached and and they've been around the game for a long time. So you know these kids understand football and and he's got a very good high football IQ and he uses it to be successful. Well, in a game uh, that was that high scoring and, and with that much going on. Uh... We have a sponsor uh, out of Richland, Iowa, Beyond Beautiful Benches, and they have a uh, Billy White Shoes Johnson special teams player of the game. You know, could be a good hands guy, could be a return guy, could be the kicker. Uh, where, where, who, who would you see as the as the special teams uh, player of the game, and and uh, uh, and uh, how how important was it to this win? Um, you know, I would probably say it's Chris Alvarez. He was our kicker. Um, he was able to put the ball where we wanted. We weren't able to, uh, we weren't able to get any touchbacks. He didn't have the leg with the breeze and all that, but he was able to place it at the guys that we wanted to. Now we didn't get the onside kicks, um, but we were looking to get them right. We were just looking to put pressure on those kids. Um, you know, and if, if they fumbled them around then we were there to get it. Chris put the ball right where we needed. Um, you know, he, he attacked it and, uh, you know, he was pinpoint accuracy. So we're real happy with the way he, he executed on Friday night. Was there any uh, turnovers that we could talk about? Um, we did not. Uh, we had, we had a on defense. We had a pick six. Uh, senior David Garcia stepped in. Uh, he was shadowing the quarterback. Just nobody saw him. Um, you know, he picked it out of the air and, and scampered in about eight nine yards. 
Um, you know, for us, that was the only turnover we created. On offense, uh, we did not take care of the ball very well. We went against the statistics. We had a strip sack. We gave up for a touchdown. Uh, you know, we fumbled a handoff, and we even threw an interception. So, um, you know, we lost the turnover battle, which a lot of times, you know, when you, you go through the stats, if you lose the turnover battle three to one, you should lose the game. Um, you know, but we were able to make enough plays to counteract those and, and uh, you know, put us in a good position to win there, and we ended up winning. Well, uh, let's talk about next week's opponent. <clears throat> yep, so we got Iowa Valley. We'll travel to Marengo. Um, as we've been watching film, they got a ball player by the name of Evan Kearney. Um, he's their Mr. Everything. He'll be their quarterback. So he leads the team in passing. He leads the team in rushing. And I think he's second on their team in receiving. They'll even bump him out there and throw the ball to him. So um, he's a really nice athlete. He's got good quickness. Uh, not as big as the uh, Moravia guy, um, you know, but he's about six foot, 150, 160 pounds. He moves really, really well. So, um, you know, we're going to have to, we'll have our hands full of them. And, you know, Iowa Valley's always been big up front. They always are real solid. I think they had the defensive lineman of the year last year. Um, you know, so uh, he graduated, um, you know, but the tradition continues up there. Coach uh, Boland does a nice job of getting his guys being physical and ready to play. So uh, we're going to have our hands full. We're going to have to have a good week of preparation and uh, another long road trip for us, um, you know, but our kids understand their business trips and they're ready to go. Well, you, you you traveled to Martinsdale, you traveled to Moravia, and now you're going to Marengo. Uh, when, when are we going to see a home game out of this? Yeah, I don't think – I think September 9th is our first home game. We've logged a lot of bus time here this early in the season. But, you know what, That's it can be uh, real nerve-wracking as a coach um, being on buses like that. But, like I, you know, I, I told you earlier, our, our kids have high football IQ. They understand, you know, they take care of themselves on a bus. They're not, you know, being squirrels and all that stuff. They just – they understand we're on a business trip. We're there to do a job. And, and we get off the bus. We're ready to go. And, and you know, just real happy with our kids' focus when it comes to something like that. Well, the 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 Martinsdale showcase uh, was packed. I mean, you guys played in front of a big crowd there. Uh, I was at Kinnick Stadium. They had ten thousand people for that game. Uh, what was the what 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 was the uh, uh, crowd like there in, in uh, Moravia? Uh, just, I think maybe just a few people less than at, at Kinnick. Uh, not quite <laughs> well, sure. but it was it full? Or was yeah, there a lot of excitement for the official, season? Uh, we didn't get an official attendance. <laughs> Uh, at Moravia, but I think we're probably about 9,800 shy of <laughs> of where you guys were at. Uh, you know, Moravia does really – you know, i got to give a lot of props to Moravia. Um, you know, they're not a very big school, just like, you know, obviously playing eight-man. But they had, you know, about 25 kids out for football. They had a full marching band of about 25, 30 kids, you know, about a dozen cheerleaders and a, and a color guard. You know, and I asked the, the one of the chain gang guys, you know, how big's your school? And, you know, and he told me, you know, about 115, 120 for their beds number. And about, he said they're, they're at about 85% um, engagement in, in fall activities, you know, at the school. So, you know, kudos to that school and those kids um, for being active, you know. And it was cool to see a high school where everybody is engaged and and, and doing something there. And, and you know, Moravia – for good, all right, you know, they should be. They should be excited about their football team. You know, their community was super excited and, and rowdy there at the beginning, and they were in it the whole game. Um, you know, and our, our fans travel well. Um, you know, a lot of our, our high school kids, they carpool together and, and down there, you know. So, you know, we traveled well. Um, but uh, like I said, Moravia, I got to give them a lot of credit. Their community really showed out, and their kids do an excellent job of participation. Well, I've been kind of searching YouTube to see to see some highlights of the game or to see if there was a video of the game, uh, and I wasn't able to find it. Was there was there any coverage of that game that I could find? 
you know, I, it might have been on YouTube. I'm not 100% sure. Um, our huddle will send me a game recap, recap, and I'll put it out on Twitter um, so you can be able to find that. Uh, we just haven't gotten it back from huddle yet. So um, I, it might have been on you, – you'd have to search Moravia on YouTube and see if you could find it. Yeah, I looked it up. I didn't see – I mean, I saw some games we played last year, but uh, okay. you know, not, not everybody – you know, not everybody's doing that. And uh, uh, what about uh, – um, uh, what – what about uh, who's covering this game? Do you have the the Wolves cast for this game, or? Yep, I would assume that those guys will be up there. Uh, I don't know their schedule, but I would assume if they travel to Moravia, they'll be traveling to Marengo. Well, uh, you got any uh, last thoughts before I let you go? No, uh, I mean, just we're real happy with our kids, the way they bonded together. Um, you know, the, the physicality and the togetherness are something we haven't seen since our 2015 team. So, you know, we're, we're real excited about what we have right now. And if we can keep everybody together and keep everybody healthy, you know, we, we the sky's the limit. And, and that's the that's the key there. So I, I just want to also thank you. Um, you know, it's awesome scrolling Twitter and seeing the coverage that you and Scotty are giving everybody um, and everything. So, you know, I, I appreciate it. And it's just it's awesome for us small towns that to have coverage like this. So thank you very much. Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, kind of a lot of work to do it, but, uh, we, we figured if we were going to do it, we're, we're going to try to follow the Winfield Mount Union, uh, Wolves, uh, philosophy of doing it right and doing it well. And, uh, I got a, a major announcement I'd like to, to share here on this on this episode is that we just crossed 8,000 listeners. Hey, that's I fantastic. Mean, the goal is to get to 10. I mean, 10 is kind of where, where you can get sponsors and money, uh, you know, but, uh, yep. it's been, a, been a, about a year and a half of, of hard work, but, uh, I, we, we started the podcast, you know, and we were kind of struggling to, to get listeners. We, you know, you're a brand new con podcast. Nobody knows anything about you that you even exist, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. I remember when we started covering football last year, we had about 300 listeners oh, and, wow. and, uh, just a year and a couple weeks later, we're at 8,000 and it's, you know, it's not all football, you know, it's, you know, football, basketball, and baseball, but the numbers for football are twice as good as they are for basketball and baseball. But, you know, we, we covered the soccer and the, and the, and the golf, and we ain't going to give up on it because I saw a poll that KTVO put out and they said, are you excited for high school football, college football, or pro football? Well, uh, college football or pro football was about 12% and college was about 24%, but I think 58% said high school. You know, absolutely, and that, that's where the people are. That's where the listeners are. Uh, we're growing like crazy uh, in all these. You know, if, if I could talk to Columbus Junction, then boom, my listeners in Columbus Junction jump up. If I'm, I'm yeah. talking to the to the coach at Meepo, then boom, you know, uh, we yeah. doubled our listeners in Iowa City this weekend. You know, yeah, uh, you know, and, and we've talked about this before. You know that it's too bad for a lot of local newspapers and radios, right? Because of how technology is going, so they're losing guys that can work you know, in coverage and you provide that, that service that people are looking for that small town coverage, you know, every, every kid grows up, they want to hear their name on the radio. They want to see themselves in the paper and, and you guys are providing that, you know, so like I, like you said, the, the small communities are looking forward to it and you're providing a service that, that every kid would, you know, wants to have. So that's, it's awesome. You guys keep doing what you're doing. Well, our target audience is recruiters, you know, college recruiters, yep. and uh, they've been getting hold of us. And they say every time we mention a player's name, they write it down and look it up. That's that's you know? awesome. That's awesome for the kids. And uh, when I was, uh, I was, man, it's beautiful up in the press box, five stories up over the Hawkeye Stadium. I never even been to Kinnick Stadium before, 
but oh, uh, we were up there and uh, I got people texting me, you know what I mean? I've got this network of people, you know, that I, that, that I know that are texting me scores and everybody around there was, is all kind of in one spot, you know, and they would hear me yep. giving the scores at Fairfield or giving the scores for Waco or, you know, giving the scores at Sigourney and, uh, they're, they're like sitting right beside me, looking on Twitter, looking on all their sources. And they're like, how do you have this information? It's nowhere. And I said, well, I got a lot of spies in the cornfields, you know. Well, there you go. <laughs> but uh, That's good stuff. Well, Coach, uh, uh, we always get great numbers from you. You have a, a, a great way to communicate to our offense. You really break the things down in ways that people can understand. And uh, whatever you're doing is working. And uh, – there's no no bigger uh, Wolves fans than Scotty and I, and we are hoping to uh, see uh, some more teams from Iowa. In the, we didn't get anything in quite into the state tournament last year, but I think Southeast Iowa will be uh, has a many a team that seems I, to be loaded from Bear this year. Down here. But I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, Dick. All right, this has been Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues, depending on the scores. Uh, it might give you the lose, depending on how you, you feel about the scores we're talking about. But uh, thanks for being with us, Coach. Thank you.